Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise. Here for this week's five, not five minutes, used to be five minutes. Now it's Embedded Executives Podcast. And my special guest this week is Jason Clark. He is the founder of Crank Software. Good afternoon, Jason. How are you? Hey, Rich. Thanks. I'm doing great, and thanks for having me on today. Good. My pleasure. Uh, as you sort of heard my little faux pas there, we used to call this Five Minutes With. Uh, we rebranded um, about a month ago. It's pretty much the same podcast, but we call it Embedded Executives now. So um, that was the, uh, the little miscue there. So, uh, Okay, so let's talk about something that I assume is near and dear to your heart. Um, the design tools used for GUI design. Um, tools that are available today uh, for free are generally pretty good. So if I can get myself down that path to something that's usable, more than usable, why would I want to pay for tools to do something that's, well, I'll let you tell me, how much better will it be? <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Um, yeah, it's, th there are free options in the in the marketplace today, um, there's always free options everywhere with open source and such. Um, we really focus on how you move from design to engineering and also working across the scalability of these products. So what we see when you look at start looking at open source projects is they just, most times the engineering at the bottom end is really there um, to some level, but they don't always give you the design tools needed for today's experiences to do things like import from Photoshop files, to create animation timelines, work between an, a design team and an engineering team. You know, the open source or free products on the market are very engineering focused, and they don't really reflect the teams of today. Okay, so you said something that sounded pretty interesting, and, and uh, I want you to, I'm actually curious to see if it's what I think it is. You said about moving into engineering. Does that mean these tools blend with um, the tools that a developer is, is using to do development? Yeah. Um, either we try and blend with them or we try and make the experience similar at the other end on certain things. So a good example would be we do Photoshop import, but I'll, beyond that, we also do Photoshop re-import. So as the design changes, we can actually merge the Photoshop file into the UI design. A lot of times with engineering and just doing everything code-based, that's a lot of work to deal with iteration. And design is very opinionated by a lot of different people, whether it's your customers, your senior management, product teams. Everybody's got an opinion on how a UI should work. So there's lots of iterations. So we have to work with those teams and how they bring the stuff in initially, but also how does it keep on iterating throughout the life cycle. Um, as you get into our software, you know, we import from tools like 3D Max with uh, different 3D uh, model formats, Sketch is another uh, UI design tool that we pull in from. But then when you get in, you know, we try and keep the, the layout structure similar to how the hierarchy in Photoshop works. Um, we sort of like try and pull our experiences from uh, different uh, animation tools for how our animation timeline works, how you can tween the timelines to give you the exact um, ideas of what you want from the that the designer made originally and make sure you can sort of reproduce exactly what the design intention was. Okay, so I think I confused myself a little bit as I'm, thinki <laughs> as I'm thinking about this. Um, are, the des are the development teams the same one that are writing embedded code that are designing the GUI or are, are, they, are they two completely different teams? 
Well, that, that's hard to answer on a sort of a how everybody works. Um, but at the end of the day, you have engineering teams who are doing all the work, or sometimes they have uh, sort of this engineer who's half design, half engineering, or sometimes they want the design team to work right in it. And we support all those three different models, and there's three different use cases. The engineering team is standing alone and going to do all the work themselves. Well, they're still just going to get provided the content from the design team. So being able to take that stuff and understand it, and when they have a conversation about how did you think this animation was going to look, that they can actually talk in a tool that sort of hits a middle ground between the two of them, that's very powerful. Um, you know, when you have that engineer halfway in between, that's awesome. You know, the engineer who understands the Photoshop or the other design tool sides of it, and he can work in the engineering team and write code too at the same time. That's very powerful. But sometimes, you know, we have um, designers who come in and use our tool too, and they need to, you know, designers like an engineer. You know, how much do they cover? Really, is a, you know, just because you're an engineer doesn't mean you write kernel modules, or you know, it doesn't doesn't always put you in one spot and designs the same way. Some designers just want to come in and control the layout. Um, some want to get into the behavior and the connectivity, and the, you get your UX designers and your motion designers. Some of them want to just be able to control the animation timeline um, because they want to sit there and get the fine subtlety of what the animation is. You know, if you leave that to uh, guys like me who come from an engineering background, you know, we'll just pretty much fade and slide something in where, you know, when you let the uh, designers control that, there's so much more subtlety and uh, richness to what those animations will look like at the end of the day. When you find out the engineer comes from an engineering background, do you say, oh, no, or do you say, oh, perfect, that's exactly what I want? Um, <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it depends where they're coming from, what their experience is. If they understand how the code is going to come, from, I mean, not the code, the uh, design is going to come to them, they really appreciate what our tool does because it makes it so much easier for them to take that and jump to what they start caring about, which is the architecture. We bring in the Photoshop files and start putting the layout design in minutes. You know, sometimes this would take weeks of somebody sitting there taking all the images, putting them into place, and just getting everything, and hopefully they got it right where this is done in minutes. Um, so they, they really appreciate that and let them focus on where their true value is, in it, which isn't just putting images in places and making sure the fonts align, um, which we all take care of. So yeah, you know, if sometimes they just want to write code and they want to code up the whole thing, and you know, it takes us a little bit of time to overcome and show what the value of what our stuff is. But you know, that's what we're here for. Okay, I think I come from that camp of, oh <laughs> no, you know, from the engineer who thinks that they know everything and don't need outside help. Yeah, and you know that's uh, that is that is a uh, you know a common thing. But once people start realizing it, it, it's hard to take you know a design and apply code to it right away all the time. And you, you spend so much time just sort of moving something, changing something, tweaking animation, and you know writing animations in code is um, taxing compared to doing them on a timeline. So it's not very long before the engineer realizes that we're offloading that work that's not really. Um, what, what their joie de vie, their uh, thing that makes them go, you know, architecting and coming up with better solutions and stuff, um, you know, listening to somebody else tell them to nudge something a little bit this way, a little bit that way, you know, we, we take care of all that stuff for them. Very good. Uh, where would somebody go to get more information about your software? Yeah, so if you come to our website, cranksoftware.com, there's lots of different ways you can get our information on. We have a very active YouTube channel with lots of videos, but the big thing is we have a 30-day eval trial that you can download our software and try it out. So, um, you know, within days, people can be up and going and running on their hardware. We have lots of videos and everything to help you. So you could take a Photoshop file, 
breathe some life into it, and within minutes have it on one of our target platforms that we support. So it's uh, very quick and easy to try out. That sounds awesome. That was Jason Clark. He is the founder of Crank Software, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Have a great day, Jason. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Rich.